Welcome to the Love Lab Podcast, a safe place to get real about sex. Whether you're a man, woman, single, or couple, this is the show for you. We are your hosts, Kevin Anthony and Celine Remy, and we are here to guide you to go from good to amazing in the bedroom and beyond. All right, welcome back to the Love Lab Podcast. This is episode 164, and it is titled How to Make a Long Distance Relationship Work. So this episode is actually inspired by some friends of ours who are currently in a long-distance relationship. And, you know, a lot of times on this show, the things we talk about are either inspired by our life, our friends' lives, or our clients' lives. That's where a lot of the material comes from for this show. So in this case, we have some friends uh, who are telling us about uh, one of the Uh, trips that they made to see each other because they're currently going through a long-distance relationship. And it was reminding me of a long-distance relationship I had when I was much, much younger. Uh, Back when I was in college, I had a girlfriend who was also in college, but we were in different colleges in different states. And we did that for a while. And it was just kind of bringing back some of those memories like, oh, yeah, I remember that driving back and forth. And what did we do? And technology was different back then than it is now. So uh, we thought it would be kind of interesting because a lot of people, especially these days with lockdowns and restrictions and different things going on, people are forced to have relationships in different places. So we are going to talk about what do we really mean by a long-distance relationship because it's kind of a broad term. We're going to talk about why would somebody want to do this. We're going to give you a great list of ways that you can make it work successfully and even some ones you may not realize even exist. So For guaranteed to take your long-distance relationship to the next level. Yeah, and let me say this too, that some of these things... Even if you're not in a long-distance relationship, you could still use. (laughs) Like, let's just say you don't actually live together. You know, maybe you live down the street or in a different town or within a reasonable drive. Some of these things would still apply to that. Absolutely. And even if you are in a not long-distance relationship, but you want to create something different or, you know, bring in something new that could work too you could role play that it's a long distance relationship (laughs) 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 all right enough craziness let's give a big shout out to our sponsors today power and mastery so if you want to join the secret club of men who are great in bed then check out power and mastery at powerandmastery.com it is the most complete sexual mastery training for men whether you want to have harder erections last longer or increase your sexual skills there is something for you at powerandmastery.com all right so let's start by talking about what do we mean by a long distance relationship because there's long distance and then there's long distance so first i want to say what we don't mean is like 30 minutes away right you know like i i dated somebody uh who lived closer to the city where we live, like downtown San Diego proper. And, you know, I'm up in the North County and, you know, at rush hour, it can seem like it's a long distance (laughs) relationship because Southern California traffic is brutal. But that's not what we're talking about here. If you can get in the car and be there within an hour, it's not really a long distance relationship. 
So if you're a few hours drive away, uh, that would be uh, a long distance relationship. You could be into a different state and, you know, just a few, five, six seven hours away. When you are in this type of relationship, and that's where our friends are, it's easier to see each other. Like you kind of can aim for maybe twice a month. That's like really awesome if you get to see each other. Uh, But we'll talk about the strategies in a little bit, but just to give you an idea, because it is different. When When you are within drivable distance, you don't rely on very expensive um, travels or, well, so right now there are still some regulations on who can travel and where, which can be in the way because um, maybe you are a plane flight away, which you can't just drive so easily. Um, Maybe that's something that you guys can manage and see each other every two or three months uh, because you can hop on a plane or take a really long trip. That's another strategy. Or you could be continents apart, which makes it so much more difficult. When you are continents apart, you know, there are different strategies where some people do it where they see each other maybe two or three times a year. Some people do it only once, but they make it much longer for like a whole month, for a month and a half. Like they basically com- they compound all of their vacation times and just make it that they spend this entire time together. There's a lot of different strategies strategies. But all of these are different ways that they are all long distance relationship, but they will behave differently because if you can drive versus if you're on different continents, it will be different. Right. So some of the strategies that you would employ to have a successful long distance relationship will depend on how far that distance is. You know, can you drive there? Do you have to fly there? Do you have to cross international borders? That sort of thing. So That's kind of why we wanted to define it, because when we get into the different things that you can do to have a successful long distance relationship, you'll start to realize, well, that doesn't really apply to me or that one does. And these are some of the reasons why, because the distance, the amount of distance is important. You might be wondering, why would anyone want to do a long distance relationship? Because let's face it, they're hard. They are hard. They are hard. You know, it's... Yeah, I mean, we're going to get into a list of reasons why people might want to do it. So there are legit reasons for it. But just know that you are definitely creating a challenge for yourself and your partner. But if the person's worth it, then it's worth it. There are a lot of people who have had successful long-distance relationship and, you know, waited several years and are now finally living together or married and all of this. And there are also a lot of people who uh, don't make it. It's just the game, right? But, But so that's why number one on the list is when you know it's the right person, you just know and you're willing to do what you have to do. So... You know, people meet each other all over the place nowadays. They're visiting a foreign country or they're at a conference somewhere or they, they're just taking a vacation and they meet somebody and you're like, oh my God, this is my person, right? Like it happens. It does. It's not just movies. Um, we know several people that that's happened to, including our friends that we mentioned at the beginning of the show. They just happened to meet out of state and we're like, wow. She was holding a workshop there and then... Uh, somehow they met, I guess maybe when she went and ate out or something like this. I don't you know? remember the exact details, but yeah, that, that, 
that's how it goes sometimes, right? And then you're just like, whoa, this person's amazing. This is the person that I've been looking for all this time. And I think there was something about it because nowadays with the apps, the dating apps, you can block it and be like, I only want it within the region of where I'm at. And I believe what happened with her is when she went to the different state, she um, adjusted it to the state she was in and it showed her a match that would not have showed up while she was in her home state. Exactly. Something like that. And well, that's actually a really good point is that if you're using dating type apps and stuff, you can really expand the range of possibilities as opposed to meeting people the old fashioned way, just which is within your circles that you travel. Absolutely. Um, another reason why you would want to do a long distance relationship is because you can't move your kids, you know, for a few years. That most of the time happens when people have divorced and there are uh, some things within the divorce papers where it's like you can't move more than X miles away or you have to stay within the boundaries of that particular state mm -hmm. and there are restrictions. This is very common. It's a very common scenario nowadays. And it's not even just states or countries. I mean, even within the current county that you live, sometimes you're restricted. You know, if you live in a really big county, like, you know, we live in San Diego County, it's huge. It's bigger than some countries. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> and, uh, you know, there are, we know people who've had restrictions. Like, you can't move out to the east part of the county because it's too far, right? So... Um, yeah, that's a very common scenario and, and one that we see a lot. And that's actually the one that our friends are experiencing as well, which is that, uh, you know, they have kids and they need to go through the correct legal process to move them. And that takes time. So they are willing to do the uh, long distance relationship until they can get that squared away. But we will talk way more about that stuff when we get into the list of how to make it work. Well, sometimes you just can't jo change your job right away. You know, there are situations where you're tied to the job or, uh, well, that's just how it is. Or maybe you have to be away at school or training. There's an amazing opportunity and you have to be away for a year or doing yeah. something. Um, you know, a lot of people, so just to get back to the job thing again, you know, a lot of people will say, well, it's just a job. Like, just go find a job in another place. But there are jobs that are very specific to regions, right? So if you really want to work uh, in the financial district and you want to work on Wall Street, you got to be in the Northeast. You got to be in New York, right? So, uh, you know, if you want to be, your goal uh, in life is to be an actress or a, or a singer. Well, you're going to be in, in LA or Southern California somewhere, right? So, you know, there are reasons why jobs can can do that. Maybe the position is a very high level position. And even though there may be other high level positions in other places, you know, it's, it's too good of a job to just be like, okay, I'm out of here. Right? Like there's tons of reasons. School, you mentioned school. That's another good one. I mean, you, you need to go to a specific school because that's where the program is that you want to do. Right? So... And there might be some visa or citizenship restrictions uh, that are in the way. I know when I came to the country, I was only able to stay for three months. 
and um, then I had to leave or get married so that I could stay. And then there's a lot of things when you come and you're foreigners and you have specific types of visas, you can't work. And that makes it really hard. That means somebody has to sponsor you. Sponsor you, And it's usually a process that takes a year or so, a year and a half before you can have either a green card or get the other type of visa that allows you to work. And not everybody can find somebody to sponsor them was like yeah yeah you can just you know uh like i'll pay for all your expenses you know it's like it's it's a lot so for some people they just can't make it happen like that yeah and you know i just thought of another one that's not actually on our list uh which happens to some friends of ours but uh we had a friend who was traveling she was only supposed to be gone for a few weeks and then covid hits and the entire world shuts down And she gets stuck in a foreign country for like six months. I think she was stuck there, four to six months, something like that. She had a relationship. She had a partner back here at home in the U.S. And they had to make it work until she could actually get out of the country she was in, which was not an easy thing to do. So you never know in this world. Like some of you are probably listening and thinking, I would never do that. You're like, yeah, uh uh-huh, right. Until your partner's like, I'm going to go visit my family on the East Coast. And then the world shuts down. (laughs) Yeah. Now, after 2020, we know like... Anything can happen. Unthinkable can happen. Mm -hmm. No, what do you think I was curious to? Because there are a lot of people nowadays, because everything is so online and remote like a lot of young people now are dating they they're playing video games they're on these things and they meet people and then they get into these relationship and sometimes like i have a boyfriend over there i have a girlfriend there uh, but they've never met and i think it's a very different situation where you kind of have this like I was going to say fictional, but it's not. They're real, but you kind of you've created this reality of this who this person is, but you've never met them, and you might have been together for like two years. Uh, but oh yeah, I've seen this several times. I uh, you know I talk a lot about martial arts, and I teach martial arts also just for fun on the side. And I had a student, a sixteen-year-old student, who uh, met a girl online gaming who was on the east coast he's here on the west coast and they did they did the the long distance dating thing for quite a while they, they were young so it was harder for them they kept trying to convince their parents to let them meet and that was not such an easy thing to do but but yeah that that actual scenario happens and it's not just with kids there's a lot of adult gamers yeah, who end up in that situation as well what i'm curious about is do you think that a relationship where you haven't met can be as successful than a relationship where you've had at least a chance to meet physically. Maybe you've been able to have like intimacy deeper, like even like lovemaking. Because I find it, I find it hard to imagine that you could dedicate yourself to someone who you haven't had sex with, basically. Well, you know, I don't know about dedicate forever, but you know, they see, they get to physically see each other, so they know what they look like. So, all right, great. You've got that part. But they don't know what they smell like. (laughs) (laughs) That's very important for for women, yes. (laughs) That's true. I mean, look, you're not going to know everything, uh, that's for sure. But you can definitely see somebody. uh, You know what they look like. And if you talk enough, you can really start to get to know who a person is. Uh, You know, 
there's no guarantees in anything, even if you meet in person. I mean, how many people do we know that date for a year or two years or three years and then go, I don't even know who this person is, <laughs> right? That you know? is true. That, that is true. That happens. Well, we're going to get into ways to make it work successfully. But before that, we have a special invitation to all the couples listening. If you are a committed couples who's stuck in a rut and going through the daily motions instead of connecting the way you used to, you're tired of still mechanical sex that lacks spontaneity and fun, and you don't want to live a life of average, then Kevin and I would like to invite you to join a highly sexed power couple platinum program. If you give us 90 days, we will help you bring the passion back between the sheets and be synced up sexually so that you can thrive with more purpose and passion in life. Go to CelineRemy.com forward slash passion to find more about our program, our highly sexed power couple platinum program Ooh, yeah and you know if you're not here in southern california it doesn't matter we can help you remotely just like you can have long distance relationships you can have long distance coaches oh yeah it actually works quite well so let's look at how to make this work successfully because we've established that there are a Every relationship is unique. Even a long distance, relation, long distance relationship is not, they're not all the same and your unique scenario will have to be adjusted. But there are some foundation and some pieces that need to be into place for it to be very successful. And number one is to have some good clarity and making sure that you are both committed to the process and that you agree on maybe how long you're willing to do it and and what the relationship is like putting maybe some definition are you calling each other boyfriend girlfriend partners are you exclusive are you dating other people on the side like you have to create the boundaries and the structure maybe rather than boundaries the structure of your relationship and the foundation of the relationship that you're going to cultivate yeah, and you know, this is a little different than, than a regular relationship in a sense that most people don't start planning for the future when they first start dating. They, they don't, you know, they're just like, well, we'll see how this goes. We're getting to know each other, you know, they, maybe that's a little different for women because I know what Celine's thinking right now. She's thinking like, oh, when you know you're already thinking about marriage and babies and all of that, so that you know, that <laughs> might happen for women, but for men... Not so much. We're kind of taking it day by day and we're not so much thinking about the future in the beginning. So um, in this particular instance, when you're in a long distance relationship, you actually need to think about that right away because you've got this distance. You got to start thinking about, okay, well, when will we, will we be able to see each other? How will we be able to see each other? Like how long are we willing to do this? So you really have to sit down and talk about all that stuff and you got to map it all out. You want to create a clear plan on how you will close the gap and actively pursue it because it's easy per se to be in a relationship where you like it's intangible but you have to make some concrete uh, solid plans too where it's like we got to bring it from the online long distance to like sometimes the in-person because that's also how you know if that that relationship is really going to be working yeah I, I imagine there there could be some scenarios where people are just happy to be long distance the whole time definitely not the norm though so before you comment and say but what it, yeah there's exceptions to everything right 
In general, most people who are in long-distance relationships actually intend to close the gap. And one of the scenarios, too, where it's like, okay, so if you have the, the, if it's the kids and it's like, okay, we have X more years before the kids are old enough. And when that happens, we can do that. Or maybe it's like, okay, I'm going to quit my job. And when that happens, I move there. Um, and the thing is, I think it's important to plan for the worst and also, but expect the best. <laughs> So you could have the scenarios, okay, what if the court says no, what if this happened, or what if the job doesn't work, or whatever that is, what do we do in that worst case scenario, so that you have something to fall on, but what do we really hope happens, and put our energy towards that scenario as well. Absolutely. So, so the first one was making sure that you're both committed to the process. The second one is to create a clear plan on how you're going to close that gap. This is where a lot of people fall short. They intend to do it. They say they want to do it, but they don't make a clear plan on like, okay, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to go to the court and talk to them and schedule this. You're going to go to your boss and do this. We're going to look online in this area, maybe for a place where we can both live together. I'm going to save X amount of money. I'm going to save X (laughs) amount of money, right? Like you have to very seriously create a plan. And here's step two here uh, in this one, which is you actually have to stick to it. You have to do it, right? This is another place where people fall short. They say, okay, yeah, yeah, I'll do that. And then weeks go by. Oh, yeah, I still have to. I haven't gotten around to that yet, right? So you have to create a clear plan, and then you have to stick with it. You have to actually follow the plan that you've created. Now, that doesn't mean that things won't change, right? You'll run into obstacles and you'll have to create new plans and do, but you have to demonstrate that you're actively working on trying to achieve the goal that you have both here in step one committed to. Next step is that it's really important to be patient and ready to overcome the obstacles as a team. And we'll talk more about the team uh, later. But again, it's not me against you. It's us together against the world. Yeah. And so, you know, in the beginning, when you're when you're making sure that you're committed to the process and you're formulating your plan, you should be able to create some somewhat realistic time frames. You know how long school will take. Right. If you're in school, you know how much longer you have before the kids are on their own. Um, You have a reasonable idea of how long it takes to get through the court system. Right. There's precedent. You can say these types of cases usually take six months or they take a year or whatever. Like you can, you can generally have a reasonable idea of how long that is going to take and you want to do that. That way you, you, you feel more comfortable. In other words, if you have no idea how long it's going to take and you're going through this process and you're a year into it and you're like, this is ridiculous. Like I'm impatient. Make something move now, right? <laughs> you know, so you want to know reasonably what those time frames are because it's much easier to be patient when you have a reasonable expectation. You see the carrot over there. You're like, yeah, yeah, I'm about <laughs> exactly. to grab that carrot at the end of the stick. Another really important quality is to develop your communication skills and also trusts 
<laughs> and if you're a very jealous person, probably having a long this distance is not relationship, the relationship for you. <laughs> it is not. <laughs> uh, but having the ability to talk about everything, you know, the, the, the happy things in life, the more difficult things, and having the skills to mention because there are times where you're going to feel lonely. There are times where you will wish your lovers. Uh, hands to be around you there are times you'll be like oh this is so hard you know and there's times where you're like this is awesome I get time for myself I can do all of these things and I can still have a relationship and this is great um, but it's important to be able to verbalize all of these different emotions that you go through <laughs> yeah yeah for sure and I would say for most people in this scenario they are going to have decided that they're monogamous in some way. And it's a lot harder to be monogamous when there's a big distance in between you and you don't know what the other person's up to from day to day, right? So you have to communicate a lot and you also have to, you have to trust. You have to make sure you're with somebody that is trustworthy, you know, the other thing, too, is to surround yourself with a team of people who support you in your relationship. Because if you have a family who constantly tries to sabotage you and say bad things about the person you are with or try to plant seeds of, like, distrust of, like, I bet this person's cheating on you or things like that, this is not going to help. So creating a support network is important as well. People yeah, who and, can, yeah. And you might run into that. If the people around you don't want you to move, mm. you may not get the support from the friends and family that you're hoping for because they have their own agenda, which is they want you to stay put right where you are. Our next step is to not be afraid to think outside the box. Oh, I want to talk about this, but we're going to talk more about the outside the box in a little bit and give you some really cool ideas. Unless you think I should just jump into it right now. No, well, well, I know what part you want to talk about and we'll save that for the end. But outside the box can mean a lot of different things. Outside the box can mean that, you know, okay, well, you know, until we can be together, maybe our relationship is open and you're allowed to date other people. That's a possibility. It could be a lot of different things about what you do together. You know, you could be... There's so much. I was doing some research and, you know, some people play video games together. So they meet on that. Some people exercise together. Some people meet every night for dinner and they set up the table really nice and then uh, talk over dinner together. And Zoom I'm, calls mm -hmm. and, and, you know, it's a, which is brings a whole new level to the phone sex uh, that, you know, used to do before we had all this technology. <laughs> Absolutely. But, but you got to think outside the box and, and think about ways that you can connect and make it work, even though there's distance. You want to be able to visit as frequently as possible. And we understand that depending on how much distance and where you are with the world situation and your finances, it could not be possible to visit every month. So, so this is why in the beginning of the show, we made a distinction between how far away you are. Is it, you know, a few hour drive? Is it, you know, a short plane ride to another state somewhere? Or if you're in Europe, another country? <laughs> is it crossing international borders? Is it, you know, are they on another continent? So, you know, when we say as frequently as possible, that's really going to depend on how far away you are and what method of transportation you need to use to get there. 
you know, and other things too, what, what your job is, you know. If you're an entrepreneur and you work from yourself for yourself and all you need is a laptop and an internet connection and maybe the person's a state away, but there's a train that goes between the two, that's really not that hard. You just get on a train and you do your work day and when it's over, you show up and you're like, hey, here I am, right? You stay for a while, then you go back and you take care of whatever you need to take care of. Like, that's not so hard. But yeah, what if they're... You know, they're in Europe and you're here in the U.S. And you work for somebody else and you can't take vacations yeah. when you want. So there are lots of things. Um, very important tip, too, is to talk as often as possible. But at the same time, you don't want to over-communicate. There's a balance, right? Because you don't need to be, like, so needy. <laughs> exactly. Don't be needy and annoy the person. <laughs> <laughs> But it's the same if you're in a relationship that's not long distance, you know. <laughs> well, and as we said, right, a lot of these things will apply to you even if you just live, you know, a few blocks away. Next tip is to keep yourself healthy. And that part is so important. One of the beauty of a long distance relationship is that it forces you to stay uh, connected to yourself because sometimes when people get into a relationship, especially in the beginning, they forget about themselves and they totally immerse themselves in the relationship and all they do is just being with the other and there's nothing about themselves that's like independent and uh, they don't cultivate that relationship with themselves. But and when you are in a long distance relationship, you still have that relationship with yourself. So keeping yourself healthy, eating well, sleeping well, exercising, masturbating, exactly. <laughs> All of these things will keep you healthy uh, because, again, when you're healthy, you're less stressed and anxious and you can deal with the difficulties of life much easier. Mm -hmm. All right. Next on the list is team mindset or as you wrote in here, us against the world mindset. You know, look, I think anytime that you've committed to be in a relationship with somebody, you need to have a team mindset. And that's something you and I talk about all the time. We are a team no matter what happens. And that's really how this has to be too. You have to be committed to being a team. Like you're both going to make this happen. Because if one person's doing all the work and the other one's just kind of like not doing a whole lot, this is a terrible start to your relationship. And if you do manage somehow to close the gap, it's probably not going to work out well long term. You want to develop your senses because, again, like making a sensual experience in many different ways. So think outside the box, develop your senses, <laughs> talk. You see where we're going with that one. Right. If you can't physically be there to touch each other, you can stimulate other parts of people's bodies or their minds. I was going to say, that's when dirty talking comes in really handy, right? Yeah, exactly. And visually, you can stimulate them. You've mm. got all the technology. You've got, you know, you, you, basically auditory, stimulate them through your words, your sounds, through visuals, you know, different things like that. And it can even be through their senses because you could, you, you can send things, surprises in slow mail. You could like email, letters, presents, things that smell good. You could eat like 
literally ship a, a sweater that you've worn. I mean, oh, no. lingerie. Well, so, I was thinking about the t-shirt. So she'll, so she'll show up on the next Zoom call wearing the lingerie you sent her. Well, but do you remember when we didn't live together? I had you um, wear a t-shirt and then give it to me so I could have it. That's uh, true. And I would keep it underneath my pillow. And before I fell asleep, I would sniff it. So I would feel like you were still with me. That is so cute. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, last but not least well we have two more but have realistic expectations because it's important to not just have a fantasy uh, relationship in your head but have realistic expectation and make it fun exactly because it can be hard it can be hard you really want to be with somebody you know maybe you're even lonely and you know, it can be difficult, especially if it's going to be more than a few weeks or a few months. So you got to make it fun. And the last thing on our list, because, you know, this is the Love Lab podcast, and we do talk a lot about sex. Um, the last thing on the list, I think, can really help keep it or make it fun. So things have changed a lot from when you were saying like when we were younger, our options were very limited. You could have phone sex on the corded phone. Yeah, you know? it was called a phone call. Exactly. That, that was your option. <laughs> you had a phone call or you found a way to physically travel there. Those are your two options. Or letters. It's true, you could write a letter. I was doing letters a long time ago. But nowadays, sex stories have gone such a long way. So number one, now we have video chats, which makes it super much like super easy to see each other, to play and be teasing each other and all of that. But multiple sex stories now offer options to have, to be controlled via an app that can be used anywhere as long as you have an internet connection. And so it can make it really fun for long distance relationship and when you have a video chat. And before you go like, oh, well, but it's fun for her, but what's in it for me as a guy? Some of them have an internal vibrator that can be paired with a blue job sleeves for an experience for both partners. But um, even if there's no sleeves, masturbation sleeves or the guy or blowjob sleeves, the fact that somebody has a remote and the other one wears something, I mean, is really, really fun. I found this really crazy sex toy. It's called the Cowgirl. And this is an expensive toy that's like $1,500. So I get it. It's not for everyone. Uh, if you had $1,500, you may want to spend it on a plane ticket rather than a sex toy. <laughs> I mean, I would. But anyway, I'm just saying. Maybe you know, they've got enough for both. Exactly. But this thing is like, it's a writable sex machine that can be controlled from anywhere in the world via an app again. Um, So you can be very creative and... you know, giving giving up control, you can play with like masturbations. Um, I know some people like, no, I'm never going to do that online because I don't know how private it is. Uh, you don't have to show everything. You can be listening, you know, or showing just the top part and there's you don't see the bottom just part. Just be showing the expressions on your face. Exactly. But you can be very creative and it is possible to still have some good sex while you are not in the same room. Exactly. And that will definitely make it more fun and make the time you have to wait 
much more enjoyable and feel shorter. Yeah. And one of the things that's fantastic about the long distance relationship is that you spend so much time talking because that's a great opportunity to talk about what do you like in bed? What do you want? What do you need? And because that all of these things can be turned on. And by the time you meet, you really know each other. Hey, you know, we covered all of these things on how to make it work. And yet we forgot the very one that our friends did that prompted us to actually create this show. True. Which was they met somewhere in the middle. So they traveled, you know, they each traveled from where they live to a place that is more sort of in the middle. So it's easier. It's not so much of a travel burden for each one. And get a hotel room because, well, like in in their scenarios, they both have kids, which makes it much harder. Uh, But it's easier to find somebody to watch your kids for a day or a night uh, or a couple nights. Uh, And so they were able to get to a hotel room. So you don't look at, oh, I still have laundry to do or things to do. Like you can get into a whole different environment and focus on each other. Uh, But that one is, you're right, Kevin, was such a good solution to to meet halfway you don't always have to go all the way to the other person's location mm-hmm. absolutely you know ultimately be patient be willing to show up know it's going to be difficult at time but if the person is the right person it's worth it stick to it make plans have a compelling vision of the future of why you want to be together every day take a step that gets you closer to being together and then once you get together just know that it might still be a little difficult because you're so used to the long distance and you'll have to get used to the no distance anymore. There will be a period of adjustment. Exactly. (laughs) All right. Well, there you go. That's all about long distance relationships, uh, why you might want to do them and how to make them work. So we hope that you got some valuable information. I would suggest that if you listen to this and you're not in a long, technically long distance relationship, that you still take some of these things and apply them to your current relationship if you don't live together. All right, that's all the time we have for this episode. So we will see you next week. We hope you like this episode of the Love Lab podcast. If you enjoy this show, subscribe, leave us a review, and share it with your friends. And for more free, exclusive content, join us in the Passion Vault at CelineRemy.com forward slash vault. That's C-E-L-I-N-E-R-E-M-Y dot com forward slash vault. Thanks for listening. And remember, you're amazing.